0: Welcome back to Talking the House Down podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Keisha. And this is our second episode. We're going to be going over the news updates of the past week of Frio football. And then we'll be doing our best 22 predictions for 2024.
1: Was new in the Freo world this week. Look, Andy Brayshaw just got engaged. Literally, like two hours ago. Congrats, Andy! But also, how's the eye <laughs> <Yeah>. going? <laughs> Bit unfortunate timing for
0: him. Yeah. He did do that at a practice match, I believe. He played like a minute of the practice match and then had to go get stitched up. up. I
1: want to know if he planned the proposal for this weekend. Yeah. But didn't plan on getting injured. Yeah. So he had to go through with it. He had to go through with it all stitched up in his eye. No, congrats, Andy and Lizzie. Yeah, congrats, congrats. (laughs) Um, Brendan Cox got injured. Yeah. Oh, it's a stress reaction. Stress reaction. So, he had lower leg soreness, and then he had scans, and there was stress on his fibula. So, I was right. Fibula. Yeah. So, that's four wakes... Minimum, I think they said. Yeah, But I minimum. think he'll still be ready for round one. I'm quietly confident because he is one of our... He's like a lock-in in our defence. Yeah, he is so important. We do need him and his presence will be missed, especially against a Brisbane yeah. side. That's yeah. as dominant as he they be have been. He will be important for that.
0: Did he play against Brisbane last year? I have a feeling it was an Ethan Hughes standout game. <laughs> because I know Ethan Hughes... not to bring up Ethan Hughes. But I know he got injured against Brisbane last year and that's when things went downhill. For us in that game, that was and Brendan Cox might have been out. I know Ethan Hughes got injured against Brisbane though. Three of oh, us Brisbane
1: was in game the Sorry, was oh. it was a home game. Yeah, and we nearly won. We nearly won. We the lost Wolf-y time. Wolfie time came up, and everyone was like, "This is it." Yeah, and then Ethan Hughes
0: wasn't there for the last like five minutes. And that's why we lost actually. So if Brendan Cox is out for round one, it could mean a big year for Ethan Hughes. He can establish himself as a key defender
1: i am 100 here for it
0: otherwise we might see oscar mcdonald make his freeo debut round one
1: that's a bit cool because i think we need someone to fill that spot we do
0: we don't really have key defenders we don't we that's, don't have a lot of them we've
1: got key defenders but we don't really have the depth
0: no and that's why last year joel hamlin came in for yeah. Brendan cox but we don't I, have that option anymore Yep. so we might be seeing Oscar McDonald make a round one debut. Who that knows? That's a
1: interesting call. Mm. I like it. I haven't seen a lot of Oscar McDonald because no. I don't know how if he's been training like in the Match Sims and stuff. I yeah. may neither. I follow through tweets. I don't watch any oh, of the footage. Yeah, hoody- no, one hundred percent. I'm. I apologise. I should probably do some more research. But um, no, that's an interesting call. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I feel confident though that he. Would we'll be all right up. for round yeah. one, but just in case. I gotta say, the timing of the injury was kind of ideal because, yes, he does miss out on preseason, but he's a mature player. He's developed, he knows yeah. how to go about it, and he'll be fit and healthy. If not for round one, for round two onwards. Yeah, and, and that's what we need.
0: <laughs> talking of missing preseason, there's a very notable name who hasn't been taken to the field during football, through manual training, and that is Jager O'Meara. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? What's up with that? Where is he? Jago Mira was reported to be in the rehab group by Adrian Barrage. So, you know, who knows um, what's going on there. I just retweeted it. But Jago Mira hasn't been in the match, Sims. Does this mean he's just too old and they're not training him? Or is he injured? What's up with that? I feel like we need to know.
1: I think he's very much. I feel like him and that five are cut from the same cloth in the sense that they don't have to do as much preseason, even though they should. Like I get it's a team thing. If he's with the rehab group and he's focusing on self, maybe he's got some like niggles that he just needs to sort out in preseason, and then he'll be fit and firing for M one. Then yeah. I'm all for if it. If
0: he's best twenty two, if he but he's we'll get two. into that yeah. later. <laughs> Jago Mira, look, we don't need him that much. He's... He is in the leadership group. That's... So
1: he is important. I think he provides, especially with, um... This might be a sore topic. With Dave and Mundy's departure, he kind of stepped in to be that figurehead. I don't know if he's fully gone into that same role that Dave was. No, But I do think that's kind of his role within the team. And it's more like a a spiritual leader. He's a personality hire. (laughs) (laughs) He's a personality (laughs) hire. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah...
0: So we've been reading the Match Sim notes, yes. the articles by Frio, and we've noticed a bit of a theme in the recent one where they had a whole section devoted to who's talking the house down.
1: Yeah, they really saw this podcast and was like, "That's okay, what needs to be." You guys are on. talking the house down, but so are the players. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not about training the house down anymore. No, it's Bailey Banfield was talking the house down. Bailey
1: Banfield, notable name, was very vocal. Apparently, yeah. Alex Pierce, another vocal. I mean, I'd hope so. Being a captain, he'd probably have to. Yeah, it's kind of is important. Up. Jordan Clark was the other yeah, name. Yeah, Jordan Clark, so that's good. We like them. I also talking think the though the Jordan Clark mic'd up photoshoot video. He was talking the house down that. So maybe he
0: was talking the house down. Are they going to have a podcast? Is that a as common well?
1: theme is we're liking talking this yeah. year.
0: We're going to be. It's going to be a loud year. A loud year. A loud year. And lastly, in notes, Sean Darcy back to first minutes, back to training, making his debut.
1: His training, <laughs> His debut, training debut. debut. His
0: training debut. His twenty
1: twenty four preseason debut. There's a little can we play
0: two tools? Of course we can. We can. Of course we can. Luke Jackson and Sean Darcy, that makes yeah. us. We need both of them.
1: They everyone was saying when Darcy went down that's when Luke Jackson shined and like vice versa. No, but No no no. In round together. nine oh
0: actually in round eight I think against no, round nine against Sydney, Luke Jackson got ten coaches' votes, and they were both playing. Yep. Just going to put it out there. No, sorry, it was round eight against Hawthorne, and then round nine against Sydney, Sean Darcy got ten coaches' votes. And
1: that was also when we had our hot streak last mm. week.
0: And they're were both they both playing. Yep. We're winning yep. against good teams. They're both getting polling high in the coaches' votes. So, so even
1: if there's no individualised performance, even though there was, but, like, there doesn't necessarily have to be. If they're both fit and firing... I think it makes Freo a more rounded team. Yeah. And that's why they're both in our best
0: Yeah, we need them.
1: Yes. This is our best twenty two for season twenty twenty four. We're gonna start with the forwards. Yeah. I think full forward, obvious, Jai. Jai.
0: You can't really not put him there.
1: Coleman medalist. The Coleman
0: medalist, how many is he
1: kicking? Um I dare I say it breaks the hundred.
0: I really hope we're so. We're going to storm
1: Optus. <laughs> we are storming Optus. <laughs> Everyone be there. Yeah. Round one, we're <laughs> storming Optus. He's kicking 100 in the first game. But yes, Jai is a... He is the... He is essentially Pav's protege. Although mm-hmm. Pav and him never played. They never crossed paths. There was that just period of time when Matt Tavener kind of filled the hole. Oh. But... <laughs> I'm talking about Tavener. What is wrong with Matt <laughs> Um But... Jai, at full forward, is a lock-in for our best 22. Yeah.
0: And then we need another tour. We do. We do need another tour to help him out. Mm. And that, for us, is Tracy. Yes. We've got um, Josh Tracy Josh the Tracy. 4 life.
1: I'm intrigued, because they did play a little bit together last year. Yeah.
0: And Tracy had some good games. He, like, he had some really standout games.
1: When Jai and Tracy are forward, I found that Josh Tracy was very good at getting the ball to Jai and then yeah, letting Jai he's do he's a good assistant. So that's what... And that's what you look for in mm. like, your tall timber at the front. You just need your role players, essentially. Yeah. And that's what the forward line, I think, is. Because yeah. it's very much like, there are roles to yeah. be Yeah, and
0: Tracy's quite good at setting up other people, yeah. but also if someone's and covered, he can break away. He's
1: a very big body. Yeah. He can draw that tall defender away from Jai at times. Like, if there is a contest, he provides that added
0: And then also we have Luke Jackson in our forward line, who's another big body, Mm -hmm. does his thing. Contrary to popular belief, he does mark the ball. He does mark the ball. He did get mark of the year against Carlton (laughs) last year.
1: And he's going to get mark of the year again this year. He'll get it every week. Yeah. Um, I like Luke Jackson, and watching him play, I'm confident, and I feel like he'll Mm. take his game. And
0: I like him Um, as a forward. Yeah. A lot of people say he's a ruck, but I think he's good in the forward line. And that's what
1: goes, like, our whole thing when Darcy and Jackson play together. Like, it can work. Yeah, it does work. It does work. And it will work. Twitter doesn't like to say it does. They don't like to admit it, but But it It does. It does. (laughs) It will. 2024, it will work. And
0: then we have our smalls, starting with Sam Switkowski. He's just like, does his thing. He's like a little bull. He is. Mm. He is. And he was, I think, nearly won the Derby medal round one, from memory. Mm. Or not round one, but the first (gasps) Derby of the year.
1: Yeah. He, last year, Mm. he was quite up there, so I think he's got... And I don't want to mention him, but with the absence of Lockie Schultz, I think it gives Sam Stokowski room to be more of that small forward. Yeah, and get some more goals. Because last year, he was more of a forward-mid hybrid. he spent a lot of time in the middle last year. With that absence of... He who shall not be named. He's got a little bit more room to do his thing. Yeah, and get some goals. Do his thing. He's now, like, I don't know. He's in the leadership group. He's a yeah. mature player. He's got a brownie vote. Yeah, he's going to step up. Yeah. It's his season. It's a big year for Twitter. Yeah. And
0: then we have Michael Frederick. Yes. Yeah. Who just does his thing he as does. well.
1: He Gets his goals. A, he is a very good player to watch. Like, yeah. when he's on, he's on. He's kicking goals. Yeah. Doing backflips.
0: He's fast and he's crafty and fast he does Freddy. his thing.
1: Like, he's. He has the ability to be Frio's most valuable player at times.
0: Yeah, he's got a bit of X Factor. He does. What I like about him is a lot of the kids
1: like him. Exactly. Which that's how
0: you know you've got yeah. a good player because yeah. they stand out and they do cool things mm-hmm. and
1: I feel like if the kids like you yeah. then you're good and I don't think I've ever said like a bad thing about Michael Frederick like he is I get excited watching him yeah. as like a 23 year old adult imagine being a 10 year old kid watching yeah. your team and Michael Frederick's on your team oh, yeah I'd froth that
0: he's great and then we have um, our third small forward Jago Mira in the forward line
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I that don't know how crazy. he got there. <laughs>
0: Look, Jago Mirror was named at forward, in the forward line frequently last year. Mm. But to be fair, I feel like he could sneak a few goals. He did that at Hawthorne. Mm. And when we started playing him in the forward line a bit, the Hawthorne fans were a bit yeah. about it. But he's got it in him mm. to kick some goals. I don't know really how to justify this <laughs> decision because I didn't make it. You know so. how the
1: five forward... Like an experiment yeah. happened. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar happening with Jager.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I do feel like Neil Erasmus mm. could also take that role mm. of that forward. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing Why? with Jager Why? though <laughs> isn't like
1: no, Will No, Jago Mira's way better there yeah. than Will Brody.
0: Will Brody is not a goal kicker. Yeah. Jago did that role at Hawthorne.
1: He's got the ability though to play like a hybrid forward mid role. Like, he can attack when needed, but also support the midfield. Yeah,
0: and I think he's better than and Erasmus at this stage because he's older and more experienced. And that's
1: what we need. Like, our team is very young. I mm-hmm. looked the other day. We are the 17th youngest list. So, mm-hmm. like, this is our best 22, so obviously a lot of our kids aren't playing, but it's still a very young team on paper, and yeah. I feel like we do need that just support, Yeah,
0: just general. And even looking at that forward lines.
1: So young. It is a very young forward So Jago
0: Mira <laughs> is just there for the demographic yeah. to even it out.
1: <laughs> he's a. Um, you said he's a personality yeah, hire. He's a um. No,
0: diversity yeah, hire. Di- di-
1: age diversity <laughs> hire. <higher. laughs> <laughs> he's bringing the median age up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and yeah, that's our forward line. I do think it's the best forward line that Frio could put together with our current list.
0: Although I think Michael Walters, we've got him oh, on the bench, yeah. would probably be more valuable than Jago Amira starting. Yes.
1: That, but we're going to keep him on the bench do because that? we've already explained yeah. it now. So, But, yeah. <laughs> if you're notable listening and you hear a notable absence in Michael Walters, just know he is in our best 22. He's, yeah. just, <laughs> he's just on the bench. We'll get there. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the, probably mm. the oldest one. He's the oldest player, actually. Yeah. I think he's it's older than five. It's him, five in Jack, but is not in the best 22, because no. I refuse. So that's our forward line. Yeah. Pretty I'm, good. I'm happy with that. I'm yeah. And when we had
0: the, the Triple J, as people like to say, of <laughs> the Jai, um, Josh, and Jackson, we had, I think at one point, we were the best
1: high-scoring yeah, team of we all the Yeah, we were the not, like, best attacking side. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be back. Oh, yeah. We are so back. We are so back. <laughs> Triple J is so back. <laughs> the hottest 100 day was yesterday, but you know what? And Jai Amos it's, won. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, tr- Triple J forward line. Yeah. Watch this space. And our midfield.
0: Should we start off with the wings?
1: I think so. We've got
0: a lot of wing options. <laughs> <Do> but we? <laughs> we? But they're not... We don't... I don't think we have a lot of wings. Yeah. But we have
1: a lot of wing options. options. We've got players that could play, but we've got no pure wings apart from maybe, like, one. Well, James Ashe I think is a lock in for us. He yes. could play half back, but, but I think we need him we, on the wing. And he provides that speed that yeah. the wing.
0: Needs. Our other wing who is a wing is Jeremy Sharp. But I don't know if he I is don't know if work. he's
1: impressed enough. This once again I am getting all of my information about the preseason from the Freodocus Twitter account. Yeah. I'm not going to the open training sessions. I'm not watching, but I don't... I feel like I haven't heard enough talk of Jeremy Sharp. Like, I know he can run fast. I know he... Peter Bowl paced him for the, like, time trial, and he did very well. And, like, that impresses me, and I look forward... Like, we need that. But I can't see him walking on as a wing to this Best 22. we need more. We do need more. But I do think he will play quite a bit next season.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely see him. Yeah. We'll definitely see him. We just don't really know enough about how he works yet. So on our other wing... We do have Matt Johnson. He was hard to place because we have too many mids.
1: We think Matt Johnson is in our best twenty-two, and yeah. that's why we put him on the wing. We just have too many midfielders yeah. that
0: are best twenty-two worthy.
1: But I think he has the ability to play one, like as an on-ball midfielder, mm. but also as a winger. Like yeah. he, he can. He's that type of player that could kind of. He's a very um, versatile player, yeah. Matt Johnson.
0: And that's good. We we, we need something that. like that.
1: It provides good depth. <laughs> and we have
0: Sean Darcy as our rock. I feel like that's... We don't need to explain anymore. And then our other three mids we have is Andy, Caleb, and Hayden Young. No surprise No surprise this. Andy has and Caleb are, the like, potential the first ones you'd put down the on the page. The
1: best midfield trio in the competition. I'm not even, yeah. like, saying that biased, like, as a Framer fan. Like, I genuinely have such high hopes for this mid- midfield. Yeah. And yeah, so Hayden Young As a full time midfielder. As a full time midfielder. He's spent all of preseason as a midfielder, like a pure mid. So if you play fantasy, he's still technically a defender. <laughs> put so him on your team. Put him on your team. But um yeah, I'm very excited yeah, it's to see. a solid midfield for know. sure. Andy Caleb Hayden connection. Yeah. It's gonna be special. It is gonna be good. And well, uh, also Andy and Caleb, another big step for our very young team two absolute guns in the leadership group yeah. as, like, co-vice captains. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel like, okay, not to get into captain talk, but we do need that leadership in the middle of the ground. Yeah, for sure. Because Alex Pierce, as captain, he's too far away sometimes mm. to be able to, like, get the Especially, message across.
1: Especially, like, up Like, we need that communication, that actual, and watching if, I mean, everyone's probably watched Andy and Caleb play. Mm-mm. Like when they're working together and they're on the same page. Yeah. We're firing. So having both of them as like leadership presence in the midfield it's gonna be special. Yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> and then our back line. Our back line I think is solid. Like if we have six
0: defenders mm. like this is the six this
1: defenders. This is definitely Freo's best back line. Like of the players at that- Obviously, it's the best 22. But of the players that we have on our list, these six are... This
0: was solid. The forward line and the midfield, we had a bit of like mm. finicking around. The back line, we knew.
1: We did this first. We were, like, actually, we were we on can, it. We no, didn't have we can to move things around.
0: around. So we've got Brandon Walker. Oh, I'm so looking forward to seeing him again. <laughs> I can't wait to have him back. He's got speed and he can mm. lock down a-, a small forward. He did it He, did, a, like, he a- did pat play. That's, I think yeah, he had Papley He had no like goals. a
1: really good job, because Papley was on a hot streak too. He'd yeah. scored like. game. And it was like his
0: birthday or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty Happy sure. Happy birthday, Tom, but you got in lockdown. Um, yeah, he's a good lockdown he's defender. He's a very good, and he kind of, has as a lockdown defender, has that ability to shut down those small forwards, because Brandon Walker is not a big body. Yeah, and look, we're going to need someone to go on a
0: certain... <laughs> Um, mm, he who shall not
1: be named, a certain, um, Lachlan,
0: <laughs> in a few weeks. So I think he's a good option yeah, for that.
1: He and no, nah, I do like watching him play, and he's got that speed. Yeah, so which will be good for us off halfback,
0: and then we mm. have Jordan Clark, mm. who's also got a bit of speed off he halfback, does. and he can also do a lockdown role. I he think... did that when Brandon Walker was out, yeah.
1: which is good for
0: us. I think to have that versatility that mm. either could take that role.
1: I was gonna say, Jordan Clark is a very versatile player. He even got forward and scored a bit. Yeah. So like he has that attacking, like he's a defensive player, but he's got that attacking mindset too, and that's what you want off halfback. Yeah. Like you want someone who can grab the ball and run. You don't want to like trap it in your. And he's still so
0: young. Mm. Him and Brandon Walker. Yeah. Both young. So
1: like this is good. good. This is good.
0: And then talking of young ones, oh. Heath Chapman as well. Golden Fist. Who could also be a winger. He's Ew. kind of, he's been a ba- bit back and forth mm. between wing and half back, but he's mm. definitely best 22. Yeah. Oh,
1: And I think with the Hayden Young promotion, I don't, promotion's on the right word, um, switch to midfield, this is where Heath Chapman's really going to shine. Yeah, Because I think the role that Hayden Young was playing, Heath Chapman can also do but I think if he's got this preseason and if he's got the support of, like, John Clark and Brandon Walker, he'll be good. Yeah.
0: I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, he I just needs too. to stay... Yeah. Injury-free. Injury-free. I <laughs> think um, okay, he's got a good but year
1: ahead yeah, kind of him. who think. can forget that Golden Fist against Adelaide round, round one? Round one. 2022? Yeah. Wow. That really set our year that off. That <laughs> set our year off. If we lost that game, it would be... Round downhill.
0: one is important for setting mm. the tone, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> fingers crossed for Brisbane. And
0: then we have Luke Ryan.
1: I don't. I, all Australian. I don't have a lot to say about Luke Ryan because I feel like he just shows up, does his job. He does his job, but that's good.
0: That's all we And you that's want what you him. want.
1: He gets the. I, stat pad's not the right word because he does actually do. Like. He, all of his possessions are valuable because he's a defender and he's stopping yeah. them all. Although but I don't know
0: if he's the one to be doing the kickouts. Yeah. That's, we should save that for Ethan Hughes. But.
1: <laughs> we'll just start at <laughs> Ethan Hughes so he gets more fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I should probably put him on my fantasy <laughs> team. Just on the bench. <laughs> um, but I don't, like, Luke Ryan just shows up and does his job and that's all you can really want in a yeah. defender. Because I feel like defenders are quite... Well, I don't want to say humble, because I don't think they are, but I feel like they're very much stick to your guns. This is what you have to do. And, yeah, like, I can't really criticise Luke Ryan's game. There's definitely been some times where I'm like, okay. But I do think he does well at what his role is.
0: Well, in defence, you kind of have a job Mm. and you... Do it. Whereas um, in attack, you kind of have to yeah, make things up. You, you can't really follow a plan. The play, yeah. So I think that does work for us because mm. we do seem to be a bit pen and paper sometimes. Yeah. But Luke Ryan Just does that. So. Shows up, does the job, and, and yeah,
1: so you need from him. And best when you do. I do like if you look at his fantasy results from last season, he was getting really good yeah, scores, he some good numbers, all those marks, all those like probably taking the kick in <laughs> yeah too. Yeah, um... So.
0: Luke Ryan yeah, and then we have Brennan Cox again his injury is gonna be yeah. a question of whether he plays round
1: one but provided he's fit he's a lock in for sure he is definitely a lock in to our best 22 because like Luke Ryan I feel like he's very much he shows up and he does what yeah, he does. he's needs. reliable he is very reliable and he's one of those players where if there's like a 1v1 in like our defensive 50 he's the one I'm backing yeah and I do think he is our best defender is that controversial? No, I think I agree. I I rate I do rate Brendan Cox, and I said at the beginning of 2022 that he was going to make all Australian, and I got laughed at. And then he made the all Australian squad. So
0: and he might be back this year. I
1: think he might be back this year. He's got a big season ahead.
0: I think him and Luke Ryan <laughs> might might alternate. Yeah. So it's his year. Mm. And then we have our captain at fullback, Alex Pierce. He can, he's, I wouldn't say he's the most reliable.
1: I, sometimes when I'm like looking at the Alex Pierce calendars, like right behind, <laughs> um, I, he has, his good games are very good. Yeah. But then he does have some absolute shockers. Like last year, Geelong in Geelong, that game.
0: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Oh, I often rewatch that highlight just because I'm like, this was a good game, a good team game, a good individual performance from Alex Pierce. Yeah. So he does have the ability to be very...
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: he does. He could be.
0: But the week before that against Sydney, <laughs> yeah. on Buddy Franklin's last full game where he let him kick, like, ten goals or something. At
1: least Freer will be remembered as um, the team Buddy lost. he <laughs> <laughs> got his last goal against. Yeah. We're immortalised. Yeah. It was actually all on purpose. It's a Freer Thanks, Alex a Pierce. heritage moment.
0: So, yeah, that will be yeah. interesting if he... Steps it up. Last year, he did have injury yeah. problems. That's true. Although, I don't agree with him
1: playing on a slight injury. I... Yeah, I didn't love... But I also do... Like, this is where we were saying... This is a solid back six. Yeah. But that's where it stops. Like, Freo's defensive uh, depth, isn't, depth great. isn't great. And I do feel like that's maybe a reason why he did, like, play through injury. Because yeah. he wanted to... Well, we should have played Hamling earlier, though. Because Hamling He was, was healthy, like... Yeah, but he was getting more from. Yeah, yeah, we could have played
0: handling, but no, I think because Alex Pierce wanted to be there for the team. Yeah. However, if you're injured, that, there's is only that so being much you for can the do. Team? You'd be better off yeah. on the bench, supporting from
1: there. Exactly, and as the captain, you would have a lot of input with the coach. You could still, mm. like, influence the game from the bench, and yeah. like, because don't get me wrong, from like a leadership standpoint, when he's in back in the back line directing, leading. I do think he does a good job. It's just sometimes his skill can let him down.
0: Yeah. Look, against Essendon last year, I remember I wasn't too happy with his performance and he got subbed off. Yeah, that's it, right. I don't think it was because he was bad, but more so because he, injured. he was injured and we had like sealed the and win. we still won, yeah. But things did start to go downhill a little bit from that yeah, point. Yeah,
1: because... So that, I don't know that if that was his influence or
0: also us going well, we've clearly won, so yeah. we're going to
1: kind of... But this Take is off the where gas. maybe the Andy and Caleb are going to step up, and even when Alex is. They're going to be full bags. Yeah. <laughs> that put put Andy Brace on full
0: Well, look, they are not too far off being the captain. Yeah. I
1: do think Alex Pierce will either step down or. When does Tasmania's team come into
0: court? Oh, it's still a while away. 2028, <laughs> I think.
1: He'll be like the inaugural. Ignore, ignore, ignore? Oh, I reckon he might be too old at that yeah. point. Oh, he'll go. I don't with know. He'll coach find or out. He'll, he'll have something to do <laughs> yeah. with them, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I do see. Do we reckon? Okay, this is a bit off topic. Do we reckon Andy and Caleb co-captains or will there be? I want co-captains. I think it's not a bad idea. Like, what teams? I have think they
0: complement each other well. So
1: Richmond, had North Melbourne had two captains. GWS had quite a few. Did Eagles do now? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Especially, I like it for these two. Yes, exactly. Like, these two, like what you said, they complement each other so well. They're, like, on-field and off-field. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think in a team dynamic, yeah, it'll definitely...
0: Well, a lot of the time, co-captains seems like they can't choose. So they pick, yeah. the, like, the two players, and they might not yeah. work together. But these two, like, they're friends. Mm. They get along well. They yep. complement each other. Like, Caleb is a bit more aggressive. And yeah. I think Andy would be like, okay, hey, let's, yeah.
1: let's take it a bit more... Laid back. But also they're very much lead by example. Yeah. And they will perform as like a form of leadership and, but yeah, I do think this could be Alex Pierce's last year as captain. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I think he might make the he'll do a that five and make the decision to step down. Yeah. Um, like still play, still have that presence in the back line, but just maybe give the young ones a little bit of
0: yeah yeah give them their time is that the backline on so yeah that's all our on field yeah and we've first 22 interchange have, yeah, the interchange so we're starting off with Nat 5 i think Nat 5 is a lock in if he's fit in yep. JL's eyes i
1: think some people forget how good prime 5 was mm-hmm. and like we're never going to get prime 5 again which pains me to say but he is still so dominant like as a player I don't know if he still is, but like when he was at his absolute peak, we're talking two Brown lows. He was so dominant and so influential, and he was consistently the best on, like week in week out. Even when he won the 2015 Brown low, no, that was a good year for it. When he won the 2019 Brown low, yes. <laughs> Freya were shit. (laughs) Like, Freya were not great. And he was the shining light that year. So I do I'm biased because I'm like Nat5's biggest fan. But I do think that if he is healthy if he is, even if we get like half the man that Prime5 was, I think he could make a difference in this side. And it's also just that presence of like an older like a more mature player because it is a young team at the end of the day. And I think he does bring that just don't play him forward, please. <laughs> no, that's my he's only, only the midfield. That's my only. Um, yeah. No, agreed,
0: agreed. Agreed. I think yeah. five. He's got potential to help us out. Yeah. Still, he's not too old. He's yet. not
1: going to be unless he's injured.
0: Yeah. Then I think he's he's not winning another
1: Brownlow, which pains me to say, but he will definitely help out that midfield. He will provide some elevation. Yeah. He could be the game changer in like a make or break. You know. Did he play that Brisbane game where we lost by three points? Oh, I don't think so. Because I feel like if he did, we no, he didn't, won. he didn't. He we didn't. We would have won. Like it would have been Wolfie time. He would have been locked in, and we would have won. <laughs> Wolfie time. He would have gotten the <laughs> yeah, clearance and straight back exactly. on. So he's a. I still rate him highly. <laughs> yeah.
0: We also have Will Brody on the bench. Maybe controversial. This is
1: he. I do feel for the guy because I feel like 2022 was an outstanding career best year for him, especially yeah. after moving from the Gold Coast. And it did pain me when he was not getting named last year. Don't um, look at my Twitter history. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think he's capable of being that, that 2022 player still. Yeah. And he's not old. Like, he's still very young. Yeah, he's young. He's got a few years left yeah. signed on. Yeah.
0: So we And we apparently have a role set out for him. So maybe he's been working on that. Maybe, maybe he's got a new role ahead of him. Maybe we're going key to come forward. back. No, she, yeah, he's like, key forward. <laughs> He's a fullback. That's why he's on the bench because who knows where he's going to go.
1: But out of the current Freire list, I still, and you obviously, still think that he is in our best way.
0: Yeah, he's definitely got the capabilities. And then we have Michael Walters. I think that's kind of... Yeah, just another small forward.
1: But it's also the same as, like, five. Like, they're kind of mainstays in our best 22. They are good. Michael Walters, when he's on, he's on. Yeah, and well, we saw early last year when he wasn't playing, that Mm -hmm. it didn't go well for us. We needed that security. I think he provides, especially in our very young forward line, he does provide that sort of connection, that sort of... Guidance. Yeah, I feel like I'm just saying buzzwords, but like, he is a, a good player when he's on, but he's also old, so that's why we're like, oh, we'll see, we'll bench him. Yeah, we'll see.
0: and then finally, this player was a bit unlucky to miss out on being on field. We do have Ethan Hughes on um, the bench. Um, he's quite. I think Ethan Hughes is underrated. I know you. If you listen to this podcast, you'll hear and Ethan Hughes. Rave every week. But he's actually quite reliable in defence. Wing maybe wasn't his position. Mm. But in defence, he does what he needs to do. And he did what he needed to do in wing, it's just not really his position. But he does what he needs to do. He got a goal against Richmond last year, which won us the game, which happened. Yeah, that definitely (laughs) happened. He's reliable, and I think he's necessary. Especially when we don't have a lot of defensive depth, I think we need him.
1: This isn't your influence talking, but I do genuinely think there is a room in our best 22 for him. Like, I do... I want him to be that player that we all think he can be. Like, I believe he has the capability, but yeah, it's just that role. Like, where does he fit? What does he do? Is he kind of yeah. like a wing-slash-half-back hybrid role? But yeah, I I do like Ethan Hughes. I think he's he just goes about as... I think he's reliable. Yeah, he does his
0: role, and he goes. So that's our best twenty-two, and yeah. then we also
1: have our sub, which is Nathan O'Driscoll. So he's no stranger to the role of being a sub,
0: and but not in the new version of it where you can just chuck him on, yeah. which is good. Because his debut, he had to wait and hope yeah. that someone got injured. But that now, if we can right. just throw him on. I don't on.
1: agree with starting debutantes of subs mm. and fought through. In the new format, I think it's alright.
0: Because
1: who else started it? Debuted as a sub. Like
0: everyone who debuted last I was year. Carl Carl Warner. Neil Erasmus. Erasmus Johnson. Yeah. Frio um, loves to know that, and
1: it's something I don't agree with. Yeah. But um, Nathan O'Driscoll, I think he's got, like, the versatility to play anywhere, and that's kind of what you want in a sub, because you can't predict who's going down, who's getting injured, who's just needs a breather. And I think. He can kind of provide coverage, if not that exact position, someone else can go and he can fulfil. But he, he, I think he's a good little guy, and yeah. I do want him to play more. Yeah, like, I do like him. Look, and if he gets
0: back to his twenty twenty two form, he's going to be when really, he's really good for goals us. the
1: pocket. Oh. Yeah.
0: And he's a good sub, because yeah. I think he brings a lot of energy and passion, so oh, yes. if everyone's quite tired out and he yeah. comes in raring to go, yeah. that'll be really He'll good for us. be the team hype man. He's like, and then we have some honourable mentions who missed out, which is Bailey Banfield.
1: Yeah. He could have been the super oh. sub, but...
0: Um, Sam Sturt. <laughs> um, Tom Emmett. He's a good option as a like a, a small forward. forward. I, I just don't know if he's established himself enough.
1: I feel like how many games did he play last season? Three? Two? I think two. Two. And he's done
0: some good things and he, in yeah, those he games. Yeah, he's
1: picked a few goals. Yeah.
0: Um The only I... thing is last year he came in as a small forward. I can't remember who came out. But we had Switter playing in the middle a lot. And now I think we have too many yeah. midfielders that with Switter going back to forward, he might there's not, not gonna... enough room for... I definitely out.
1: think... Also, we only saw two games worth of him last season. It's not enough for me to kind of get an opinion of. Um, But I do think he provides that forward depth that we need. Yeah. And I do look forward because I, I do want... Freo to play the kids, yeah, the young ones, because that's what...
0: Well, if a small forward gets mm-hmm. injured, Tom Emmett would be the yeah. first one up in my eyes. Like, straight up, off you go. <laughs> yeah, He's just not best 22. No,
1: not with our current list, he, but eventually, two years' yeah. time, he'll be there.
0: Carl Warner, I think, is the same
1: Fair for much. the back line. Yeah, like that small sort of player. It's just, yeah, with our current best 22... Yeah. It's very established, and yeah, our
0: backline like, is quite good. It's hard to break into yeah, there unless I think.
1: there's an injury. It's good that we have this depth, but yeah, it's without injury, it's like hard to get in. And then Erasmus as well in the midfield, mm, or even like the wing sort of. Oh no, that was Jeremy Sharp. Also. Yeah, so Erasmus yeah.
0: and Sharp are an option in there, but yeah. it's hard to fit so many midfielders yeah. in, and especially
1: when Jaga Omira had to be on there. When Jago O'Meara retires, that is going to be Neil Rasmus' spot. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our best 22. Did we miss any players? Well, obviously, Probably, there's but like... but I think... There's all the kids. All the young ones. Yeah.
0: In terms of debutantes, we don't really think we're... We'll
1: I don't think... Debutantes. Not the first 15 rounds. Maybe... Not unless... Like,
0: unless we're doing really bad and we're yeah. debuting them for the sake of getting games into them. But I feel like we're going hard for finals. Yeah. We want to succeed. So we're only going to debut people yeah. if we have no other Absolute,
1: option. Absolute um, sort of standouts. Yeah.
0: Because the kids we have, I'm sure, are great. But they're and not the kind of round yeah. one ready
1: Harley Well, if Harley you think... Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a very Freo... I, I know a lot of other teams do it, but as a Freo supporter I notice it so much more with Freo. Is that they won't debut debutants they're, like, the season after being drafted, mm. unless they're, like, a top ten sort of pick. Like, even when Caleb and Andy debuted, they had to wait a couple games. I feel. Like, I don't even remember that part, but, um... <laughs> but I do notice that Freo like to draft players. Let them get a couple of, um... waffle games, build that body, and then put them in AFL because when you draft players they're not AFL ready like, no. they're freshly 18 they've done Waffle TAC like cup they yeah. play against guys their age they don't play against men yeah. And you do need to build them up. And unless
0: you're them. in Eagles and North Melbourne where yeah. you're not gonna get make finals, yeah. you don't have that to play for. But you do you need those the, kids to get that experience yeah. so you're gonna fast track them. Exactly. But we're not really in that situation. Mm. So unless They're we get to midway through the road, year and we're yeah. quite low, then mm. I think we could possibly mm. just to give the kids yeah. a chance, but I don't think that's what we're going to go into the season.
1: <laughs> Doig Medal predictions. Back with our Doig Medal predictions. Sorry, should we start with the Doig. The Doig. The Fremantle Football Club best and fairest. Look,
0: I feel like it's normally
1: obvious, but there's an out-of-pocket person in the top three or four. Mm. As you're saying, the voting that Frio adopt for the doing it's very... It's not, like, as... I wouldn't say regulated, but it's not as straightforward as the Brownlow voting, so to say. Yeah.
0: Or the coaches rank each yeah. player on a scale of one to five so they can get I think that's up to 20 votes, votes per, per game, game, and it's independent of everyone else's yep. votes. It's not like the brown low. Based on how well they do their role.
1: Which I like because it does give credit to... The role players. The like role Ethan players. <laughs> the players that won't get possessions, but they do all the one percenters, Like, 60 spoils a game. Yeah. You're getting five votes. Um, so, who have you got for your My doig? My
0: dog pick is Hayden Young. Ooh, I think I he's like that. come to the midfield. He's gonna get a few more. He's gonna. He's got a solid job. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get a few more possessions. Get a bit more impact. He's gonna have some tagging roles. Yep. and he'll do them well. The coaches are gonna like that. I think he's got a doig. Oh, I really like the sound
1: of that. <laughs> Who do you have, Keisha? Oh, so, based on role, Giannis, I right. think he's gonna have a career best. 100-goal oh, season. 100-goal season. He's going to win the Coleman. I do think he has the ability to win the Doig medal. If it's based on the voting of how well they play their role, if he's kicking, like, if he has, say, three to four score involvements a game, I think that's him playing his role. And I yeah. think that's an easy couple of votes for him week in week out and that's also really good for him as someone so young exactly and so important to be winning a doig so early it's gonna set him up it's gonna set his career up and he's gonna win so many more Coleman's yeah well lead (laughs) goal kicker I'm sure
0: we know is gonna be Jai no one's questioning that
1: Um, I'm very quietly confident in Jai Amos next season I'm so So looking forward to seeing him and then we have best clubman
0: my vote is Ethan Hughes (laughs) no explanation don't need one (laughs) Yep. I I agree. It's normally... Do you, oh, cool, let's yeah. go. It's normally someone out of pocket. Yeah. It's normally very unexpected because it's based on the players and we don't get to see... Yeah. Wait, is
1: that this clubman? Is it voted by players? I think
0: so. Or it's definitely like within the four walls. Yeah. It's, so it's not based on what we mm, see out on yeah. the field. It's based on what happens around the club that we don't get to see, which I think
1: makes it a bit surprising. And I think, as I was saying before, off. Off air. The best clumping award is the player that's going to be cleaning up the weights in the gym, wiping the equipment down after their pump. And I feel like Ethan Hughes does that. He's that guy. Yeah. He's going to. It's
0: Ethan Hughes' season. He's He's going to be up
1: and about. Oh, yes. 2024. And he'll be talking the house down on the field, (laughs) and the people are going to love it. We're going to get him as a guest on an episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. Yep. If we the can The podcast get one doesn't end, from end this until time. Ethan Hughes
0: guest stars. <laughs> yeah, And we'll drive him around in yeah. the fiat. Like, and we'll do our episode from the car. <laughs> Just
1: so we don't have to disclose our
0: location <laughs> yeah. to him, we'll pick
1: him up and yeah. drive him around. And yeah. then following best club, we've got the Beacon Award, which is the best young player award. You can technically have played before, but you have to play minimum of 10 games. So it's kind of like the Rising Star, essentially. Yeah. Like the same sort of... Yeah, parameters. Parameters, yeah.
0: My vote is Tom Emmett. We do have a very small amount of players that fit the criteria, but I think Tom Emmett has some games ahead of him, and I
1: think he's a role player. He does what he needs to do. I can't see us playing, unless it's through injury, I don't see a lot of the young kids getting a run around. Maybe, like, Ethan Stanley played a couple. Mm -hmm. Tom Emmett. But... I can't see them, and basically, the way that the Beacon Award voting works is that it's the same, it's basically the top young players, the DOIG votes are the same, if that makes sense. How did you describe
0: it? (laughs) It's just the DOIG votes, but you only take that group of people.
1: Yeah, so it's like the smaller sample size, and it's just those that are eligible for the Beacon Award. And because I can't see a lot of them getting much game time... I do think that's where, like, the Tom Emmett's. Yeah. The players that actually play, they're the ones that are gonna win it. And, yeah. Cause, yeah. Who won it last year? I'm was last it year. Jai? Yeah. yeah it Jai had to have been Jai. Jai. But the year before when it was Brandon Walker, I yeah. don't think he played a lot of games, but he was. Oh, I think he played a
0: few, cause it was between him and Heath Chapman, it was pretty similar. No. And I think Heath Chapman played almost every game. Did not oh. I think. Okay. <laughs> That's right, Peter's yeah. got the yearbook out, so he can investigate. Yeah,
1: in how many games did... Wait, what year is that from? It's 22. Good season. On player, yeah, for sure. But anyway. But... Yeah, my vote's Tom Emmett. I'm inclined to agree just on the basis of game time. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Yeah.
0: So that's doing yeah. Predictions and I think that's it for episode two yeah. of Talking the House
1: Down. Thanks for oh, joining us. We do yeah. have a listener Wait. question. Oh, a single listener question. Oh, Le- oh. Did
0: Follow funny. us on Twitter. T C H D pod and leave us some questions and in- we'll tweet out and you yeah. can
1: please leave us questions.
0: Leave us so questions we have
1: something to talk about. Follow <laughs> <laughs> we have lots to talk about, we do but It's nice to have mm. some This actual- one comes from Matt Pollock, friend of the show. Thoughts on the Bevo rumours? I hate it. Oh, that's what we didn't discuss in the news. That probably should have gone in there. But (gasps) is it news or is it just rumours? Like, is it? Is there there anything behind it? There was a West Australian, West Australian, um, that uh, article that came out very recently, and it basically said that Frio were looking at Luke Beveridge if JL kind of falls off this season. Which I personally hate because why are you talking about 2025 yeah, or like that in January of 2024 before the season's even started? Like, I feel like that's just- Yeah, wait for a- us to start losing yeah. before you have a go at it's us. It's such a, like, rotten mindset to, like, kind of have, like, if I don't know, if I'm a player, if I'm JL, if I'm seeing that, I'm like, what the hell, like, we haven't even played this mm. season. And this is already the conversations already and starting. Bevo, I, I don't, don't want like him. him.
0: I don't care how bad JL is this year. I would rather him stay yeah. than get Bevo. Yeah. Why do we need him? The Dogs fans don't want him. Yeah, just because he won a premiership. It wasn't even a real
1: premiership. Oh, oh, it was fake. It was a fairy tale premiership. Mm. Maybe well, that's undeserved. why the whole flag mantle trademark. This is our year. We're, we're thinking metal. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Bevo. I don't I feel like he's very he's not a great guy. Like I've seen his presses mm. and I'm like Yeah. Well oh, they're probably more entertaining than JL presses, but <gasps> JL was he just I trust him
0: I more than I trust having yeah. Bevo. I don't know enough about Bevo but I mm. just don't
1: And just him. hearing like what Bulldogs fan you know what mm. Bulldog like Bevo's Bulldog's journey reminds me so much of? the Ross Line era. Okay. In the sense that they have a couple of golden years, they kind of fall, mm. and then the fans turn on them real quick. Yeah. No, I can see that. And that, that kind of leaves a bad taste, because I did not like... Like, I liked the Ross Lyon era when we were yeah. winning, but then when all the allegations came out, and he was, like, a creep, and then... Allegedly. Mm. Um, and then everything kind of... It got messy, we were losing, and he got the boot. I, yeah, it just left a bad taste. And I don't know, that's kind of... I don't think Bevo's the same in a sense, but I feel like the trajectory of their coaching feels very similar. No, I
0: can see that. And also, talking coaches, I find it weird that... Why is it the same 10 coaches on repeat? Yeah. Especially last year, so many teams got new coaches, but they were all coaches coaches who had coached before. Yeah. Why... There can't be that few people who know how to coach well. Yeah. Like, well, I man. get the experience is a thing, but, <laughs> yeah. like, why is I'm, it the same people on repeat?
1: Yeah. Actually, that's a very good point because if you think about the current coaching, we've
0: got a lot of them are very Gold Coast. Clark and that.
1: Yeah. Brad Scott. Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, mm. when you really think about it, that's. Yeah. Get some fresh blood. Yeah. I mean, Richard. Maybe and, that's what the but, game needs. Yeah. Yeah, well, mind you, there's a few new ones. When JL came to Frio, he was new as a head coach. But But we need that.
0: We need more of that. Yeah, because it's just I'm sick of Chris Scott. Mm. I see him all the time for years.
1: Chris Scott, Brian Scott. Like I know they're twins, but it infuriates me. Yeah,
0: no, it's too much of the same (laughs) face. Yeah,
1: (laughs) we need some variety. Like someone, and they've
0: been there for years. Literally, we need different people. And
1: like, don't get me wrong. This is my Geelong family bias talking because my. Dad and brother in Geelong, and I've just grown up in that household. And I don't think that Chris Scott is a terrible. Like, I, I think he's a good coach, and he has provided Geelong with some success. But I do think he has to like, I'd. If you're a coach, wouldn't you rather like hang the boots up whilst like you're high? Yeah. Get your premiership. you yep, the premiership leave. and then dip. But yeah, this is on Geelong podcast though, so maybe we'll like, leave it there.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and is that it for
0: listener questions? Do you, do yeah. you have one? Or... Oh, Caleb. Did... Um, Shout out, Caleb. Caleb asks, "Sean Darcy's seven years or whatever his contract is, yes or no?"
1: Yes. Yes. We've, did we did
0: talk a bit about him and no elaborating? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we did talk a bit before. What era, What? Uh, what's the area you're lacking in that caused your downfall last year? I say Alex Pierce. <laughs> Alex Pierce. Like the thing I is
1: Last year, I feel like. We were just mediocre across the board. I think
0: it took us a while to kick it off, firing. and then once we did, and then Jago O'Meara got suspended. Yeah, that was that the down was a downfall. downfall. Everything went downhill after Jago O'Meara got suspended. <sighs> Put in the clip of him saying, "It's been a busy week <laughs> with suspension." Take the opportunity to thank my counsel, Nick Tweedy, and the AFL for a fair hearing. Yeah, because and that was the downhill moment. That, actually, Everything after that was really bad.
1: Yeah, because well, on our winning streak. He obviously got suspended. The buy happened. No. And then
0: from then on it was injuries and
1: I do think we couldn't
0: quite get our momentum back.
1: Everyone was, had such high expectations because of 2022, fans included. Like I was very optimistic. Yeah. Um I do think that's where we kind of like if there wasn't so much expectation. But obviously you get that when you are at final playing finals and then you slide to 14th. Like yeah. But I Wait, did we even finish 14th? I don't know. I've like a yeah, we did. We did. Okay, I've erased last year from my memory because I did not want to think about it. But um yeah, so I do think the media had a field day with us and 100%. calling us out on our like inability to play, which but it honestly was actually just Jagar Mirrors, fault. He shouldn't have
0: <laughs> tackled someone smaller than him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> actually I'm not here to blame Jago Mayor. It's all Charlie Spargo's real. Well, yeah, <laughs> we have to point the fingers at someone.
0: Yeah. So that's episode two, talking the house down. Follow us on Twitter, TTHD Pod.
1: New podcast Twitter just dropped. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all for this week's episode. We will be uh, more episodes coming soon. Episode next week. Yeah, maybe
0: we don't know what we're talking about yet we, so you've got to yeah. you've got to uh, tune in tune in tune in and we'll find out mira in the omira